Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Dude, my heart is pounding right now. I really didn't. I forgot that you didn't watch the video yet. I have not seen anything. Oh my god. Like literally, I'm like floored. Mm -hmm. Hi guys, I'm Brian. I'm Shane. (laughs) And you're listening to Fruit Snacks. Let's get into it. right now for those of you who want to know what brian is floored about he just saw the video of the shooting of ahmaud arbery in georgia that's posted on where did you watch it at youtube yeah okay here's the thing i knew that obviously there was something behind that because i've seen a lot of stuff on social media um but when we when you brought up to talk about this topic for this week's um fruit roll-up the first thing I popped in was like, oh, video, blah, blah. I was like, oh, 30 yeah. seconds, no big deal. I didn't realize I was legit going to see a murder right now. Yeah, on um, on Instagram and some Facebook posts, they're, they're putting up the content warning. So you have to clear that before you can watch it. Oh I'm my surprised God. YouTube didn't do that, do that. You guys, I'm so floored. Literally what I just saw, if you haven't seen the video, there's not really much context to it other than two white guys, one on the ground, one in a pickup truck, both carrying shotguns and this mm-hmm. black gentleman named Ahmad in this video is like trying to pull the gun away. But first he's running and then all of a sudden you see like a short altercation trying to pull the gun away. And then the other guy that's in the pickup truck is shooting at him and nothing at first seems like you hear shotguns, but it doesn't look like anyone's really shooting. And then as the Ahmad is like running away, he's like stumbling because it's clear that he's just dying. got shot and yeah. is dying. My heart right now, mm-hmm. like seeing that really is doing something for me right now. Mm. Like, you know me, I don't get emotional very easily. What but is it that's resonating in you? I just can't imagine why someone would feel the need to do any of that. I guess let's get into the backstory. Yeah. Um, I have the USA Today article up. I'm going to try to paraphrase this, but... This happened on February 23rd in the city of Brunswick in Glen County in Georgia. And um, realistically, these guys, this incident happened in February, but they're now just getting arrested, right? Just yesterday. Just yesterday. Today's um, Friday? Today's Friday, so, so their Thursday. Their arrest happened yesterday and only happened because of nationwide protests. Like, girl. And then it says um, that this is the reason why they shot him. Granted, Ahmad... Is that I Ahmad? Can, yeah, Ahmad. Okay. He was running around in his neighborhood, his own neighborhood. Yeah, he was just jogging. And um oh my God. Like I'm like so floored by these like accounts. But when when arrested, the guy's name that shot him, um, one of them is Georgery McMichael or Gregory McMichael. And when he was you know, taken in for um, questioning, he said that he was talking to Ahmad saying, stop, stop, we want to talk to you because I guess they assumed that he was a robber that... So, okay, sorry. So there was like a local robbery. Yes. And they they claimed that their reason for shooting um, is that their rights were protected by citizens arrest law, which is legal in Georgia, But he- and said that he looked like what they described the robber to be. 
okay, but let me paint this picture. Also, I'm not defending. I'm just no, no. I know, I know. I didn't want the way that I said that to come across. It did not come across as you defending. But the thing is, is that like, had this a mod guy, if a mod was breaking into these people's houses, I can understand why you feel threatened. But Ahmad was literally going on a jog down his street. Right. They saw him thinking he was the quote-unquote guy that was on the news breaking into homes. So they got their guns and chased him down the street because they didn't know, and this is quoted, that if that was the guy or not or if he was going to be armed. And because they were saying, stop, stop, we want to talk to you, I would keep running too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know these strangers. I don't feel yeah. comfortable by myself. It's like in a wooded area. I You're would in keep the back running. Wo- the back roads of Georgia. So they chased him. And then, yeah. of course, Ahmad's going to put up a fight. Be like, yeah. let me go. And then they felt like, quote unquote, he was getting violent. So they shot him. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say. I know. So really quickly, um, I just want to talk about a c- citizen's arrest because I, didn't, I did not realize this was a thing. Um, We'll have to look up facts for um, fruit facts, but a citizen's arrest is defined as uh, an arrest made by a private citizen that is a person who is not acting as a sworn law enforcement official. In common law jurisdictions, the practice dates back to medieval England and the English common law, in which sheriffs encourage ordinary citizens to help apprehend lawbreakers. Which, excuse me. I can understand citizen's arrest. I'm not well-versed in the law in that sense, but I can understand it being like if he was up to no good yeah. and then you felt the need to step in. But literally jogging down the street, like what? I know. I don't, I don't, oh my God, I don't even know where to start because to me, like this feels racial. No, it, it doesn't feel like it is. This is. But again, I don't know these guys. I don't know. I mean, it looks racial just looking at the facts, right? It is. So yeah. I'm going to say as a white person, it is racial. Sure. And I would agree with you, but I'm just trying to play, yeah. you know, the it's open racial. openness. I would, uh, uh, I think it'd be safe to assume it's a very racial thing because I feel like if a white man was running down the same neighborhood, they would feel no need to chase him and shoot him, even if they felt like he was a guy that was breaking into people's homes like they wouldn't profile him in that way right <sighs> well and people i mean the reason i say it's racial is imagine the uproar that would have taken place two months ago if a white guy had been shot by two black guys a hundred percent this footage leaked a hundred percent i think that this is hitting so close is because i obviously run in the neighborhood and stuff and if someone were chasing me why did they have good intentions to stop me to question or whatever? I don't have to stop for them in any regard. And mm-hmm. if I felt threatened, absolutely, I would fight back. Yeah. And then get shot for like literally doing nothing wrong. I think that's what's killing me is like I literally could be in this position. Mm-hmm. And not that like Trayvon Martin and all that, like not that that pulled on my heartstrings, but I think it's so fresh for me right now because I just saw this kid get murdered. Yeah. This young man get murdered. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that we live in a world where we can see that so easily. I think the other thing that's so difficult to digest in watching something like that is we're so accustomed to seeing people be shot in movies and video games and wherever else in entertainment speaking. Right. That it's it's hard sometimes to take it in at first as being as real as it is. Um, because it's literally somebody dying in front of you. Literally on film. Yeah. I think this brings up a bigger argument too. Not that this isn't big, but with when people are like, you know, there's no such thing as white privilege. Like this is an example of what white privilege could be. Right. Where Mm -hmm. it's like, yes, everyone has the same um, 
freedoms. But realistically, I don't think this would happen very often to a white person to be chased down and shot. No, I mean, he was running. Running. And because black people get the the uh, the look of like thug or ghetto or whatever there's already like that negative connotation and so you assume that because a black gentleman is running in a neighborhood that you might not feel like he belongs in which whether he lives or not is not up to you to decide if you belong or if he belongs Mm -hmm. for them to take it upon themselves to literally take a young man's life when he didn't run on your yard he didn't run into your house he didn't violently come up to you like, there's so many other ways to play this story out to where I can understand why you would feel threatened to shoot someone, but none of that happened. And, and, and from the limited stuff I've read, the two men who came after him and shot him were clearly the aggressors. Oh, 100%. He wasn't doing anything. And that's what kills me is that there's no repercussion until everyone has to band together to call it out. 74 days to be exact. That's crazy to me. It's America. Literal America. And so when people deny the idea that like everyone's in the same boat, it's like, no, that's, that's not true. We're not in the same boat, you know? And I'm sorry to add to fruit facts, but the other thing that I do want to touch on is, um, these two white men were part of like either the DA's office or the share, like they were retired because it's a father son. And I believe the father was retired something legally standing if that makes sense do you have Um, the two men's names i know i said one of them gregory but what was the other guy i do it was uh gregory mcmichael and his son travis mcmichael damn yeah um yeah it took 74 days for them to arrest them and it's not like it took them 74 days to figure out who it was right it's like all on film yeah and what's crazy to me is that like even going into the protests um where all these white protesters are going into Capitol buildings saying, we need to open up America because the economy, because coronavirus, the shutdown is a hoax. Like, um, the, the virus is a hoax. And they're going into these um, government buildings with guns. And if any other group did that, we would be labeled as terrorists. When mm-hmm. realistically, these white people are terrorists. Because if you're protesting your needs, you don't need to take guns only unless you feel the need that it needs to escalate in that way. And terrorism is an act of terror so that people are scared. And what yeah. they're doing showing up with these guns is trying to incite terror, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to incite this fear of like, if you don't do something, we're going to use them. Yet, yeah. you can't say that because then if you say that, you're going to get arrested. Mm-hmm. But the simple act of bringing them along clearly is telling you, like in a passive aggressive way, I'm going to be aggressive, you right. know? And to me, I'm like, I don't see how people can even argue the juxtaposition between that when it's one race to another. Cause you know, good and well, if a, a group of black people were to protest their rights or this, this case or anything and show up to this protest with guns, a hundred percent, we would, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it would be a whole bigger story, a whole bigger issue rather than be like, especially from Trump's mouth, which obviously is disrespectful, but he's like, these are good Americans. They're practicing their rights. It's like, okay, but if it was reversed, that would never, the, the storyline wouldn't be right. told the same way. Well, and the president still hasn't come out and said anything about this. Oh, I'm sure he won't. Um, so in an unsurprising uh, twist of events, um, there was a GoFundMe page set up for the father and son. You're for, lying. For their defense. Um, in it, they're labeled as two God-fearing men who need to be saved like from from persecution um like interesting like, wait though, just so i'm more clear like they're saying that they're like christian men or like yes religious men got yes. it 
Um, but the interesting thing is late last night, I looked into this GoFundMe page. Today, clicking on that campaign, it says campaign not found. They took it down? Yeah. I think so. They, but it did have $10,000 in it. But here's the thing with that. It's like, even if they were churchgoers, that does not give no any pass. Mm-mm. That's like someone killing 101 people and be like, well, Jesus is in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, bitch. Right. Oh, my God. Where do we even go from there? Who? This country? Just this country, this conversation, everything. Like, there literally is nothing to add to it other than the fact that it's just so corrupt and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, literal shit. Yeah. And, like, when there's... That's what's crazy to me was when people are like, there's not race tensions in America. It's like, just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, one. And, two, people who are alive today were supporting all those race issues back when segregation was a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when, like, things like that. Like, it's not anything that's, like, in the history where it was the history. Our history is now our present, and it has always been our present. We've just been more undercover about how we deal with it so that we don't get that label of racist Mm -hmm. when realistically... It is, and I'm not saying it's okay, but we do need to acknowledge it, and then on top of that, do something about it. Talking about it does nothing, but doing right. something clearly needs to happen. I agree. I don't know what's going to happen. I I foresee nothing is going to happen. The I issue- think the case will happen just to appease people of being like, we need to do something. I would say that's the issue. We just put like this fake bandaid over everything literally literally racially labeled in this country where it's like oh let's make a law for it but that doesn't mean that people are going to follow the law right you know what i mean um the argument against arresting these two men originally was that they were protected by the citizens arrest right right which is legal in georgia good lord man there's always loopholes for people and it's crazy because, you know, like us living in California or you living in New York just recently, you forget that these racial tensions happen. Not that you forget, but I guess it's not as apparent. Right. Because for the most part in California, yes, there's like still quote unquote segregation. You know, there's like pockets of like Koreatown mm-hmm. or East LA where a lot of Hispanics live right. or Compton where a lot of um, African-Americans. But like we're in close proximity, so it feels a little more diverse. Totally. Or diversified. Um, it's just sad that like this happens still mm-hmm. and i don't say that with surprise i just say that with like compassion where i'm like damn my heart goes out yeah my heart goes out i um i've seen a post circulating um that talks about black people in america being tired and just reading through the list uh i'm just gonna give just a short excerpt from the full list but Um, It begins with black people in America. Black people are so tired. We can't go jogging. We can't relax in the comfort of of our own homes. We can't ask for help after being in a car crash. We can't have a cell phone. We can't leave a party to get to safety. And after each of these statements, it has a hashtag with a person's name. Exactly. A person who's been killed for doing these simple tasks that everybody does on a daily basis. But it's black people who are targeted for these things because suddenly they fit a profile. I don't even know what to add. Honestly, I, I'll, I'll close it out with this. Um, before before the Ahmed story um, became as big as it was, uh, more specifically speaking around the protesters who were protesting at state capitol buildings with, like, fucking assault rifles, mm-hmm. um, I was reaching out to friends of color of mine just to ask, 
if I was overstepping or misappropriating posts that I would put up as a white guy. Um, and I will say that I think it's, it's up to white people to make the change just as like uh, rape is a man's issue. It's not a woman's issue. I believe that race is a white person's issue, Mm -hmm. right? Like race, racism is, is defined as, um, as a majority issue. Like you have to be in a majority to be racist. Mm -hmm. And we know by today's standards, white people are the majority. Mm -hmm. Men are a majority, Mm -hmm. right? So like with rape, it's men and with racism, it's white people. But not only that, like the ones who realistically set the standard in the rules is the majority. Right. You know what I mean? Like whether, I don't know the breakdown, but like whether there's more men than women or there's more white people than any other ethnicity. They're the ones who set the standards. Totally. At that point, they're the majority. Well, and that's, yeah, I guess when I'm saying majority, I'm saying we're the people who have, and I say we as a white person, we're the people who have made the rules the longest, Mm -hmm. which puts us in the majority because we get to sort of herd all others into different spaces, right? Like you Mm -hmm. were saying, there's Koreatown and Mm -hmm. Chinatown and Mm -hmm. this Cambodia town, whatever. Because we pushed others into little outlets within society, mm-hmm. and we kept ourselves in, on the main stage, um, and it's it's our issue. It's up to us, white people. So you men. hear that, white people? Mm-hmm. Where you at, dear white people? What's good, Miley? <laughs> <laughs> Well, after sloughing off all that emotion, good lord. Like, I'm literally still floored. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, side note, you guys, it is quite hot in the studio today, and we do have an AC and a fan on. So we if live you... in a greenhouse. <laughs> so if you hear, a, um, like, a low buzz in the background, we're sorry, but we're not going to change it because a bitch got to be we're comfortable. <laughs> so um, what do you have for us today, Shane? Well, technically... What I have came from somebody else, but we got a recommendation to talk about exes specifically mm, dun, um, dun, as an dun. entire subject matter. No, more like dun, da 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 so, anyways, <laughs> I feel like both of us have uh, touched on our exes in one form or another, but we've never made an entire podcast episode about it. Um, and I think that it's such a prominent subject for everybody. Everybody has had an ex in some form or another. Um, but specifically, we're going to be talking about ex relationships, romantic mm, relationships. Mm, 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 mm. Um, so to start, because I know I was literally thinking of questions last night and I was like, this is a really like general topic but then i was thinking of your past in particular and i was like it's kind of specific for him because he i know that you're like past exit like you don't have a great number of exes uh-huh. um so how many exes have you had in total um gay or period both okay so it doesn't change that much it doesn't um so i've had two boyfriends and that's okay. it and then girlfriends i'm just gonna count the ones in high school mm-hmm. i had yeah. like the four what yeah four girlfriends in high school what a slut i know four yeah i'll name them don coley she was my first girlfriend <laughs> um she cheated on me i think i mentioned this with another guy she was a junior i was a freshman get a girl thanks 
Um, no, her, not you. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wish I was her, <laughs> she though, because she was, like, sucking dick in a tent. I was, like, Ugh, jealous. <laughs> and then um, my next girlfriend was uh, Cassie Lindsay. Okay. She was Cassie cute. Lindsay was her full name. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. She was a cute little girl, super popular. Should um, we be saying full names? Yeah, why not? Who okay, cares? Great. I know these bitches ain't listening to this podcast. Look them up and haze the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember much of this relationship. I think that's why I ended. It was more just like, yeah, I have fun with you. Yeah, yeah, let's date. But we didn't do anything physical. We like It literally was just like very like middle school where you're just like saying hi in the hallway yeah. and then people know you're together. <laughs> and then um, my Young one boy. after that was Renee Thoreau. We had so much fun together, but again, it was just like, yeah, we're dating. Cool. Do we want to do this now? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's very whatever in high school. Like, there's no emotional depth. It's just like, I don't want to be alone. It can be. Yeah. Emotional. But, but I say it was early high school yeah. where you're yeah. still like, what's going on? These were all like freshmen and sophomore Well, year. I mean, I feel like your relationships in high school revolve more around your friends than your... Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, like you just hang out with this person yes. with your friends and you just... If are, anything, it's a sexual relationship. It's like a person or people who you explore with. Because it, we it wasn't like that with me no? actually no because you're gay yeah. yeah and then uh my last girlfriend was my senior year her name was holly bellamy um i Holly's say that's so, the only one i've heard about i thought i say that's so gay holly bellamy <laughs> um but yeah no me and her used to hook up all the time mm. i probably shouldn't say her name with this but i don't give a shit she don't listen either she has three kids now in atlanta georgia she probably is part of this whole community. No, don't <laughs> no, say that. I'm, I'm totally. She's not racist. She's a lovely girl. Yeah, I'm totally kidding. Let me re, let me uh, <laughs> recant recant that. Yeah, <laughs> no, Holly's amazing. She's not racist. I yeah. say that completely jokingly, but yeah, no, I used to go. I, I used mean, to, like mine's though, because I was thinking the same thing. Right. When you said that, what do you mean? I just oh like about her. The, just because you said Georgia, and I'm yeah, like still like, on that yeah. subject matter. Uh, but no, she was amazing, and I used to go down her on her all the time. Like oh. we would. <laughs> This is where your like for straight porn must come in. I don't know, but like literally, I don't know how we got away with it. But we would like hook up in the shower what at her shower? house oh. when her parents were home. What? Yeah, and like every time we would um like quote unquote do homework, and she had no door Wait, in her room. Her parents were home and knew you were showering together. I don't know if they knew, but they, they had to. Have. I'm sure they did. But she had a four story house and she lived on the fourth floor, huh. and her parents' room. And was, she had her own bathroom up there. Yeah. Oh. Well, it was like a shared bathroom between her siblings. She had two brothers, but I don't know. But regardless, yeah, um, we were living our best life. Okay. Um, yeah. She was my first. She took my virginity. Um, but at that, you were what, like 18? 18, yeah. Okay, I get that a little more. I mean, in a year, what are her parents going to be able to do anyways? True. That's That would be mindset as a parent. I would talk to my child, but what you know what i mean if- but we never had sex until the very last day we were together as friends because mm. we were in germany and she was leaving no i was leaving a college first before her okay and we both hadn't had sex ever but we did everything but and you did everything anally you're saying yeah anally yeah, <laughs> yeah she fisted my ass right and so um i that that last night we hooked up like not hooked up but we had sex because we were like why don't we just do this because we were best friends all through high school not yeah. all through high school but definitely super strong best friends towards our senior year and i was like i wouldn't want to have sex for the first time with anyone else mm-hmm. and she was like yeah me neither we both now come back because we talk on the phone still we were like that was the worst sexual experience we've ever had like both of us didn't know what the fuck we were doing <laughs> but i'm glad that i did it with her because we felt completely safe to like mm. have sex and then i don't need to get into it but yes brendan and kyle were my two most recent relationships with my authentic self of being gay right yeah hmm. what about you this uh, list is gonna be long i, I know right <laughs> you guys so Buckle many in. fucking exes no i actually i i brought it down um 
last night knowing these questions beforehand i was like okay. let me let me uh streamline this yeah let me go from so, 67 to 12 <laughs> how many x's are you about to name <laughs> it's funny because i didn't even consider girlfriends ah. i i i would only label like one as a true girlfriend um in high school uh she's like my real life grace from uh-huh. grace like i came out to her um and her first words were we'll get through this together oh yeah um and we still stay in contact, not like often, but whatever. So I had the one relationship and then within my gay relationships, I would say I've had like four boyfriend label relationships. Okay. Um, I've dated other men between all of those relationships. And so I <gasps> would gay, say bro? I've been like, no. Oh, okay, good. I was yeah. about to say, no homo. dude, I, can't, no homo. I don't like them homosexuals. We can't be doing this podcast if you gay. Because um, <laughs> at first I started and I was like, fuck, how do I like, I can't say I've had like 11 boyfriends, but I haven't. I've been in long term because most of my relationships were long term. So mm-hmm. I would say like the average of my relationships, average length was probably like a year and a half. Like I was definitely in longer term relationships. Yeah. Um, and that's why I say everyone between was more like we were dating and everyone knew of of us being like together of sorts, right. but I wasn't introducing them as my boyfriend. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I forgot I was leading this one. I'm not used to having power. Um, Stop pick bottom. <laughs> how long? Wait. So how long were your relationships? Nothing has ever lasted more than eight months. Literally every what single relationship. Weird number. So let me just, let me, let me sum it up. So in reference to everything I'm talking about, we're throwing away those early high school ones. Yeah, we're yeah. just going to talk about Holly, Kyle, and Brendan. Cause mm-hmm. I think those were the most meaningful relationships yeah. where I felt like I was literally my most like self at yeah. that moment of time, um, being at that age. Yeah. Every single one lasted eight months and about around five months, they all were kind of getting sluggish. And I remember telling each one of them, like, I don't know if I want to do this around five months. Wait, how long were you with Kyle? Eight months. So he was your longest. No, literally all of them eight months. Oh, I thought you said, okay. No, like literally every single one, eight months long. And I'm telling you, it wasn't planned that way, but that's just how I think my my rhythm of how relationships should go in my head. I don't. It. it yeah. I really think it's like a subconscious like thing I need to uncover. Um, but I haven't been in a relationship in well, six years to cover it. <laughs> uncover it. Maybe just give it two more years, so it's eight years, and then you can get back in a relationship. Ooh, work, work. You know what I mean? Um. Well, so that was going to be my next question is like, how did these relationships end? But it just sound, sounds like they all sort of ran their course. Well, I'll, I'll explain. Um, with me and Holly, well, both me, Holly. Okay. Mm, this is hard. Okay. I mean, with Holly, you knew you were gay, correct? Yeah. But here's the thing. Even knowing that, I don't feel like I was not being my true self. The only true self that I wasn't being was that I was like more interested in with guys. But I was being my true self where I showed up and I was present. And you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was like doing it to mask anything or like, did she know I was gay at the time? No. But also like, that doesn't mean that I was like playing the role because I really enjoyed being with her. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized that like, maybe this isn't for me and like, yes, you know, as you're learning about yourself and your sexuality, you're like, well, maybe it's just, I'm not gay, but I've just not found the right girl for me or whatever. And like me giving a good try, I was like, oh, this isn't for me, but we still hooked up after we were done dating and like oh interesting yeah and like when we had sex we weren't together see with my ex-girlfriend Allie, i i remember feeling like like looking back now as as an adult and being more way more self-aware than i was at 16 i would say that she was my one of my best friends Mm -hmm. who could have just been my best friend um but i think that 
there was a a part of me growing up in the Midwest that felt like I should have a girlfriend mm-hmm. and like I should fall into this lifestyle that everybody else was in around me. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, at that age, all you want to do is like assimilate to your peers. So like totally. you see people getting yeah. relationships. I'm like, well, I might as well give it a try. Yeah. Well, and I thought that there would be, it would be some sort of like cover for being gay mm-hmm. where like people would lay off a little bit sure. and it didn't happen. See, none of that crossed my mind, getting into a relationship. I think it crossed my mind as it came up. Like, there was still somebody who would, like, bring up me being gay. Yeah. You know? And, like, she would try... She would come to my defense. And I... There, so like talking to her, there was a part of her that always knew it was more like a mom. Like a <laughs> she's like coming to your defense, like nah, Shane be raw dogging this pussy every night. <laughs> He'd be beating it up. I'd be walking to school all sore in the morning, bitch. <laughs> well, interesting fact, we never had sex. Oh, I, I, that's we, not interesting because I would assume. <laughs> well, we hooked up though. I know. I'm, I'm um, totally kidding. <laughs> but I, I think I knew deep down, like I didn't have the right to have sex with her. Uh huh. Um. And I had a boyfriend at the same time. Oh, she two-timing. Yeah, I was. He knew about her, and she knew of him. But, but not... Right, not the extent of that relationship. Not knew of him being inside of you. Inside your heart and your... Uh, I was the top in that. So, <laughs> oh. right, right, right. right. <laughs> Me being inside of his heart. Um, so I think it's interesting that you guys, like, still continued some sort of, like, physical relationship after that relationship. Ended. And I bring that up because me and Holly continued a physical relationship. And then me and Kyle, and this is why you're like, you and Kyle only dated for eight months. Because it feels like you were together for years. Years. I'm I know. not kidding. Me and Kyle dated for eight months, but we were continually hooking up and having sex for, like, three or four years. years. Yeah. yeah. Because he would date, but then nef- nothing ever stuck because I think yeah. he was, like, hoping that I would get back with him. And with me, like, if I'm done, I am done. Mm-hmm. Like... I will make it work until it works for me. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, there's a reason why it's ending. And I usually don't come back to that. Not right. because it's like a standard I've, I uphold of being like, if I'm done, I can never go back. I don't mind going back if I've learned something where I'm like, wow, I took for granted or whatever. But with Kyle, like, even to this day, people are like, you and Kyle should get together. And I see that the reason why people say that. But I just don't think we're very compatible as boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, I think th- the things that he needs are too much for me to give and it's not naturally i can see you and kyle in an open relationship oh for sure like an open marriage i think that you and kyle make good life partners i agree and i think that if you allowed yourselves to get married for whatever benefits or move in together and be together long term i could see that working as long as you gave yourself the allowances of like opening that relationship for physical needs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or not because when i I say this uh, what i'm about to say i have to preface kyle's in a relationship for people who don't know he has a boyfriend so i'm not saying this in the hopes that this turns out because he's actually happy in his relationship right but i have thought about it like if me and kyle ever worked out I would imagine that it would be that kind of situation where yeah. we'd be in an open kind of thing. Probably, which is weird because I feel like usually when you're in an open relationship, sexually you're open, but like intimately when it comes to like thought and emotions, that's what keeps you guys monogamous. Yeah. But I feel like it'd be the opposite. Like I, mm. I feel like I would be monogamously intimate with him sexually, but then being able mm. to connect in this way, like through not necessarily through this podcast, but you know, right. like I wouldn't have conversations like this with Kyle. There's not, yeah. I, when I say there's not much, much depth with Kyle, that's not to say he doesn't have depth. It's just that like, between we, you two. yeah, we just process yeah. information differently. So when we get deep, it doesn't always feel like we're connecting. It's not all encompassing. Exactly. And right. and that's fine. But I think that's why people venture into open relationships because they care for this person, mm-hmm. but they realize this person has boundaries as to how far they can really be right. that partner for you. Um, but yeah, like definitely that Kyle's like probably the most important person in my life. Not probably. I'll say that with confidence. He's like the most important person in my life. So I think that's why people always are like, well, why don't you guys date? Cause that clearly shows Mm -hmm. that it's a good partner. But I think 
for me, at, at least in this moment of how I rationalize it with my head, I just know that it's not going to be right. in that way. Yeah. Maybe it could be in the future, but one, I'm not hoping for that. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm not like waiting for that. But then three, I'm not against it if it were to happen. But again, right. like it would have to feel authentic and natural for mm-hmm. it to like c- become reality. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Holly and Kyle ran its course. Yeah. You would say? Um. Like, is there any left feelings over? Like, what? I- no, sorry. Uh, like the reason that your relationship with them ended. So I'm uh, like going back to that. So okay. we kind of we yeah, kinda yeah, yeah. So like- with Holly, I knew it was going to end because after college, like, or after high school, we were going right. to two different colleges. I moved to California. She moved to Georgia. I knew in high school it was high school. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I was aware that life exists outside of high school. When I feel like people in high school who are in relationships are like no, I'm going to love you forever. Mm-hmm. And then you realize and look back, you're like, no, that relationship was stupid. Right. But I knew that while I was in it, not that it was stupid, but I was like, this is a very high school relationship. Mm-hmm. It works because we are in high school, you know? Um, so that ran its course, but she also understood. Um, with Kyle, it ran its course to what I thought he could be as a person of a, of a partnership. I think what, what ended it. And I think he can realize now is that like, I'm a mean person and I'm very direct Mm -hmm. and I'm very like critical on everything. And he's a soft hearted person in that way. And as friends, things that I can hold him to is like at a lower standard than I would if he was my boyfriend. Cause with my boyfriend standard, I'm like, you're an extension of who I am. So I want you to be X, Y, and Z. And I think we realized that we couldn't live up to each other's standards. Cause he needed someone who's more available. Um, I guess like more words of affirmation telling, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think the way he showed love, it just doesn't connect with me. And I feel like it's a waste of time to, um, to backtrack and clarify. Do you think you're also an extension of the person you date? Yes. Okay. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Um, I would almost say that we are not the same person where we have the same personality and all that, but we're so in sync that like, you would know that we're together. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think both of them ran their course. But then with Brendan, my most recent ex, and when I say recent, six six years ago ex, I don't think that that really fully ran its course. And I think this is the only one that I feel, like, stuck on. Mm. Not stuck in the sense that I want it again because he's moved on, got married, whatever. Yeah. But stuck in the sense that, like, I wonder what if. Because uh-huh. I don't think every outcome was necessarily explored. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I had the same feelings around five months with Brendan being like, okay, this is starting to feel comfortable. I don't feel as motivated or passionate about this relationship and it doesn't feel as exciting. Not that it always has to be exciting, but do you think that's natural of any relationship? Completely. Mm. But I also think that like, even with friendships though, like when you're first become friends, you kind of are assessed. You're like, Oh, I want to hang out with you because you're fun. But then after a while you get used to each other, but I don't ever like, I never, I never feel like, we have to do something as friends to like keep the friendship alive. Mm. But for whatever reason in a relationship, you not that you do, but I think I was thinking that it needed to, I think this is Brian 1.0, you know, Mm. Um, Brian pre therapy, Brian, like (laughs) post family dynamic where I was like, relationships relationships to me were seen as like a very, very hard and like stressful situation. Um, and like you had to be everything for me to feel happy. Yeah. And I think now Brian 2.0 realizes that it's not that way and right. life cannot exist in that manner. And I think the person that I would become and date now would be completely different than the Brian who was in his early twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think Brian at 23, 24 had a different idea of love and what 
Brian thought he needed. And the Brian today knows that someone is not going to be able to provide anything, everything. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. And I think all those relationships, I was like expecting this person to provide everything. Fair. Because to me, it was like, I need a home. And Mm -hmm. your home should be the place where you can go back and get anything you need. And I was like, you're not giving me what I need. Right. And it it was like, okay, I need to find a new home. And Mm -hmm. this isn't it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know that was a long, drawn-out thing. No. But do you feel like your exes, they ran their course? Um, Yes, but with reason. So, like, uh, my first... My first boyfriend, uh-huh. um, who I was seeing while I was with Allie, um, continued on after Allie and I broke up, and we actually all became friends. What age were you at at this time? Uh, like seven. We started. We started talking when I was like sixteen. Okay. Seventeen, maybe. Um, but I will preface with he's six years older than me. Okay. Um. So he's a statutory rapist. Got it. Mm. Um. So <laughs> that continued on, but. The reason that I say it was like an average of a year and a half in terms of length is he was in college when we were still talking and he was gone for college. Right. I could go visit him like because it was still within our state, but like it was a trip and a half. So like I just mostly saw him during the summers. Um, but that ended because A, he was my first. B, I was moving out to California after high school. Uh-huh. And C, it was the first time that I had found myself in like a cheating type of situation and it was i hate to say like a productive cheat but like it helped me realize for the first time like i was in my first relationship his name was jason i was in love with jason Mm -hmm. what i didn't realize is like how young i was and how naive i was to everything else that i had yet to explore about my sexuality well that's what i mean about like that high school love where you're like it's your first time experiencing something deep and you're like, this is going to be forever. And then you realize, yes. oh, I can create this with someone else. This is not my only option. Right. <laughs> yeah. But with the layer of being gay on top of that, right. because he was my first like male experience in, in, in so many different facets right. of what being gay was. Mm-hmm. And I had another experience with somebody else and I was like, oh my God, wait, now I just like, I want to try so many things with right. so many people right. and I'm going to college and it's a perfect time. Um, and... And I was very honest with him. I was like, look, this happened. I honestly don't even know that we were together at this point or if he was like gone at school. Um, But I was like, hey, this happened. Um, And then when I left, I was like, I think I want time to just do what I want to do, you know? Um, And that kind of, that hurt him. I know that that hurt him. Um, But so that's how that one ended. Uh, My next couple of relationships. Oh, sorry. Five, not four. Because my first boyfriend in college, we were still friends. Like, I actually just saw him in San Who Francisco. His name is Eric. He right. went to Long Beach State. We okay. just had, like, mutual friends. And um, it was, I don't know, it was this weird relationship where, like, I think I loved the idea of, like, going to somebody's place and staying the night. Right. And, like, it felt adult for you. Yeah, yeah, it did. And it so wasn't, but that's what it was for me. And then it just ended and now we're friends and like that was that like in college you're like you want to come over to my dorm room oh my god he has his own room oh and you're no, like he has his own his own apartment i know but that's what i mean yeah. you're like do you want to share a hot pocket you're like oh he could cook wow <laughs> right i'm all making like the most basic fettuccine alfredo and i'm like oh my god it's like pasta with a jar of pasta sauce and you're like literally you're like yeah bone apple tea babe <laughs> bone um, apple tea so that one for sure just ran its course that yeah. was my second um, my third and fourth both ended because of cheating. Um, that seems like a common thread in your life. For sure. 
So the third, I started looking through. We he eventually moved in with me, um, and I was looking through his phone while wait, who he was, was it? Pablo. Okay, I was looking through his phone while we were showering. While he was showering, and um, I found texts. And something had ignited me doing that. Like, there was a reason for me looking through his phone, but I'm happy that it did. Yeah. Um, so that obviously ended. Um, and then my following relationship was um, ended seven years ago, which is crazy. But that one was with Dennis, which I didn't find out. Oh, until my God. F- that was seven years ago? Yeah. Holy which shit. I didn't find out until four months after he had cheated on me. Um, so just to give a backstory, they broke up. As a listener, because I think it was kind of unclear. You guys broke up. Four months later, you found out that he cheated. So it was better that you guys broke up anyway. Yeah, which, like, bugged me like no other. Because, like, as you know, I begged him for, like, over a month after he broke up with me to give me a reason. Because there was never any reason Uh for us breaking up. It was just like, I love you so much and I have to break up with you. And I was like, but why? Yeah. And there was never a reason. And then you told me four months after he broke up with me. And mind you, I didn't know for four months. <laughs> no, 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 I know. Yeah, I'm but just sorry. to be clear. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you were even hesitant to tell me. I, remember, I was. Because you were like, you're finally like moving past this and like getting to a better place. Because that's when I yeah, first. But I'm that's like... when I ever. That was my first ever like depression was after that relationship. Um, cause I had put so much into that and I let go of a lot of other really important things in my life. Yeah. And when my relationship ended, I realized I didn't know what was important anymore and I didn't feel like I had anything important and that really broke me. Mm-hmm. Um, so cut to a few years later being in New York, uh, is when I was with Edward and again, I will reiterate Edward. Which, which, pause real quick. Edward is the one that you dated last season on this podcast. Correct. This and is like who people all know your about. relationship stuff that was on this podcast has been with Edward, mm-hmm. or you were in a relationship with Edward yeah. at the time. Um. So that ended twice. We broke up when we first started recording this, mm-hmm. like ever. Um. And then we got back together, and then he broke up with me when uh, we season were wrapping two. up season <laughs> one. Yeah. Um. Season two. Then you started. On a new journey. Yeah. And I would say that that one ran its course, but I've also heard that there was maybe cheating. And, you know, again, I will, like I was saying, I I will reiterate, I have no confirmation that there was cheating. I'll say it. Just like you said, you didn't want to say, like, I didn't want to say those bitches were racist or (laughs) racial driven. That motherfucker cheated. Okay. He fucking cheated. No, I don't know that. Okay. I'll say it. I know that. Do I know that? No. But that motherfucker (laughs) cheated. I don't give a fuck. I'm not even going to say allegedly cheated. That motherfucker (laughs) cheated. Okay. It's in the stars. It's written in history. Bye. <laughs> you love to date a little motherfucking cheater, huh? It's mm. my specialty. I think part of it is like you date very sexual beings. Like yeah. a lot of your boyfriends are very sexual. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think not to say that you don't please them, but I think no matter what you do with these types of individuals, they will always want more yeah. sexually. Yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you could be like the most freaky deaky mm-hmm. sexual fucking dick sucker and they'll still want to be like, well, I want to try that dick sucker. <laughs> Which I've, which I've come to understand as I've gotten older. Yes. I don't think just because of my relationships, but because of people around me and being put into new situations like bathhouses or mm-hmm. steam rooms. And I'm like, oh, like this is just a, a cultural thing for yeah. especially gay men. Yeah. Not only gay men, but especially. Um, and so, you know, I think what what hurt me the most with my last relationship is I think that looking back within all of my relationships, whether labeled or not, I was most prepared to handle a situation in which somebody came to me and said, hey, I slept with somebody else. 
I would like to figure this out together. Right. I think I was really well equipped for that at that time. Um, and I wasn't given that chance and right. that hurt. Right. Um, but moving forward, I feel like that's a healthy conversation to have in any relationship for th- anybody. That's like the big thing about it is that I think both of us are on the same page with this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I think when we were younger, we were like, oh, if someone cheated, we're out. Like, no way, blah, blah. Right. But I think internally, we both have been in situations maybe either acted on or didn't where we're like, I can understand why someone would cheat. Yeah. And I don't think it should be the end all be all. If that is a standard for you to make it an end all be all, I respect that. I mm-hmm. get it. But I also think that like cheaters don't cheat only because in a general sense, cheaters right. don't cheat only because um, there's like a new thing, something that's, there's something wrong in the relationship that the other partner might have brought. They're just the ones to act on that mm-hmm. problem rather than bring it up. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I would be open to being like, okay, like if the reason seems valid as to why you cheated, I don't mind working that out. But sure. if you just felt the need to like go out and do single things, then you can be single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've kind of, you've talked about Kyla a lot. Um, and Holly as well in this episode now. But do you? I, my next question was: Do you still have relationships with these people? Uh, Holly, yes. Kyle, mm-hmm. yes. Brendan, I pause because I don't know. I, I just short answer: No, we don't have a relationship. Um, I wish we did. We're 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 nice to each other. Sure. Um, but I think for me, there's no boundary because I'm not in a relationship. I don't care. Like I know how to like play that that line of like mm-hmm. you know not crossing it, but. He just got married, not just got married, but he is married. He's married, yeah. And so I think for him, he's respecting his partner mm-hmm. to not talk to me. But even before that, when they were, well, actually, yeah, because they started dating very briefly after we broke up. Okay. Um, they, I think, started dating like six months after. Um, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the relationship between us ended solely because of that relationship that they're in. Because I oh, think really? he was, I think he was like paying respect. I don't mean relationship in the sense of like dating, but I think a relationship in the sense of friendship or, Mm. you know, acquaintances or whatever. Like, I don't think he responds or talks to me or even reaches out for the simple fact of paying respect for his boyfriend, which I completely respect. But knowing Brendan, I feel like if he wasn't in a relationship and I were to reach out, he'd be more open to like responding because I know before he moved back to Australia and we weren't dating, anytime I'd reach out, he was very open to like having conversations. And then every time we would like see each other, it was easy for us to jump back into that relationship mindset. And like, I know I remember one time we like had sex, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. like, it's just familiar. So it's easy, but whether that means we want to get back together or not is hard to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we don't talk anymore. And honestly, I wish we did. Yeah. I don't, I know boundaries. You know, I always joke on this podcast that I'm a home wrecking bitch, which I totally am, but that's for things that I don't care about and there's Mm. no investment, but because Brendan is like, important to me in that sense you respect him yeah and i I think that his relationship is true from what i know you know what i'm probably talking out of my ass (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) well no not i mean just in a general sense you know what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) like yes i'll just say this and if it if you take it how it is it is what it is but the relationships i know are working is what i respect and i will not home wreck but if i feel like your relationship ain't working and i'm interested i don't give a shit i will home wreck the hell out of that relationship (laughs) so take that what it is Mm. for what it is (laughs) so you are you are somebody who um encourages like 
healthy relationship. Oh, absolutely, after absolutely. The romanticism because to has me, died. to me, I'm like, you got so deep with this person that they know who you are in a mm-hmm. deep sense. If you could put aside that pain of like breaking it or ending a relationship or whatever the case is, I think that that can be a very reliable resource for you to like help get to certain parts in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Like I always go to Kyle to like ask for like life advice when I was going through that whole hardship with Holly or with my parents, Holly was there for me to like go through that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think those resources are very good for you to rely on if you can to like get through things because they know you in a very deep sense. Right. Um, physically and emotionally and mentally. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I always love to cherish those relationships because for me, I don't let people in deep and so if i do i don't want to throw that away even if it doesn't work out in the way that we intended it to Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that that promotes like a healthy evolution of a relationship for sure um i'm under the same thought process i think that i have personally taken a lot of time between the end of some of my relationships and allowing that person to come back into my life Mm -hmm. um but mostly because i've been with really shitty people yeah so I like really had to separate myself to make sure I was healthy before I allowed an unhealthy person to come in in any manner, yeah. you know, like um, I'll use Dennis as an example. That was probably the the unhealthiest way that I've ever ended a relationship. Um, and so I really took like six years before I allowed any sort of welcoming back in where yeah. I did see him this past winter for the first time in six and a half years. Yeah. And it this sounds so cocky and I hate to say it this way, but like it was almost kind of reassuring to be like, damn, I'm doing really well. Totally. You know Isn't what I that mean? such a good feeling though? It is. Um, but it also put me in this place to kind of be like, I don't I don't feel bad talking with him because I feel like I have the one up. The one up yeah. at this point. Um But I wish him well. Like honestly, I, I do. I wish all of my exes well. Um I think it's easy for you to break up with your exes and move on. Um, I'm about to be very candid right now, yeah. but you've had a ton of shitty exes and mm. I can't remember the last time I really liked one of your exes. Mm. Like you liked Edward. I do, but yeah. y- like we spoke about, like right from the get go, I was like, no, that's not going to work. I don't know what it is about the guys that you date. Again, this is not to say your current boyfriend. I actually really enjoyed Russell. Um, but I feel like previously the guys that you've dated, there's something about it where I'm just like, no. Mm. And I don't know what it is. Cause I don't, I see them getting along with everyone, but I also don't see them, um, in the same vein as the relationships you currently cherish in your life as friends. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, doing some soul searching. I uh, like, even in thinking about it right now, I feel like I've set up such a, such stable, monuments of important life characteristics around me and my friends Uh that I think I get into things really easily because at the end of the day, I know that my foundation is still there. Right. Like, like, like your basic needs are met emotionally and mentally that you can venture out to be like, well, let me try this bit of crazy. Uh See if I like that. Right. Let me try that little bit of crazy. Cause you know, you can always (laughs) crash and burn and be like, Hey guys, let me reset. Right. Yeah. Look, he's uncircumcised. Like, let me really dive into this. hug. (laughs) Let me get that toast ready. Get that schmegma. Cause I already smelled it out. Let me spread that shit. We, we eating good this morning. (laughs) But I think that that's subconsciously maybe a reason that I do get into, um, relationships with looking back at people who I would never pair for myself. Right. Like looking at all these people, if I were to line them up and knowing what I know about them now, I would be like, Mm-mm, yeah, I don't need to waste my time. Yeah. 
Um, but also I was always living in this constant state of like, I'm so young. I don't have to worry about uh-huh. like reality yet. Um, the idea of like settling down and investing in right. somebody long term, it was just so foreign to me. Right. Um, so for the, for those times in my life, I was having fun. Which I, uh, you know? I encourage. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I never was like, don't date any of those but guys. But I could have had fun with better people. I agree. Yeah. Um, and for me to say that I didn't like them is not to say I don't like them as a person. It's just I didn't like them with you. Sure. Every single one I was like, mm, this is going to end. Yeah. You know, I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think there's this novelty that you enjoy that there's like a taboo of an excitement where it's like I shouldn't be dating this person. Mm. But like because of that is what attracts me to it. Yeah. And it's not really a safe bet. And you're like, yeah, let's try a challenge. But again, I think it's what we said earlier where it's like the safety net will always catch you. So you're willing to venture out. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you see any chance of salvation of, or of salvaging any relationships for you? Ah, uh, this is a short list, but yeah, me and Holly, great friends. We don't talk as often as we more so we romantically want. speaking. Oh, like to redate. Sorry. Yeah. I guess salvaging wasn't the best word, but yeah. Could you see yourself ever reopening that chapter with somebody that you've already been if, with? With that said that they're available, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If the stars lined perfectly yes. in the universe and said, Brian, here's a second chance. If you want it, would you take it? Um, that's hard for me to say because I think your heart naturally says yes. Mm-hmm. But I think when I actually go back to logic, my mind says no. But you know what? I'm that bitch now. I'm the new 2.0. <laughs> and my gut, I'm going to listen to my gut. And my gut is telling me, and that's my heart, that I would go mm. back into it. Okay. I would be willing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only one that comes to mind is probably Brendan. And I don't say that because you know, everyone's like, oh, you're not over Brendan. I don't know what that means to be over someone, to be honest, because like Kyle, I'm not over him because he's still in my life, but mm-hmm. I'm not into him in the same capacity. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and the same thing with Holly, like, yes, she's a part of my life, but I'm not like hoping for something. And it's the same thing with Brendan. Like he was a part of my life. I'm not hoping for something, but I think in every single one, I respect the friendship and the relationship that we had that I would, I, I take joy and I look at it positively where I'm like, yeah, I, I enjoyed every single one of those relationships and where I was at in that moment of my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, if I'm going to listen to my gut, I would say that like with Brendan, I would love to see how that would have turned out. Mm-hmm. I think the distance is what made it difficult for us. Right. And also I think both of us were really selfish, um, not selfish people, but selfishly in the relationship. And mm. I think we both can agree to that when we look back. Cause at the time Brendan was trying to, um, make it here in LA Uh being Australian. He's on a visa. He only had three years to really get established. And that does play a lot of stress in your heart Mm -hmm. and your mind of being like, okay, well I got to make all this happen. Right. And there was always an end date. Right. Cause at the time we were like, well, when you move back, we don't want to do long distance. Mm -hmm. So I think all those pressures were like, well, I'm doing me like, I'm not going to get hurt. You know what I mean? But I think now me knowing me, and I think I understand what it takes to be sacrificial for your needs in order to like, make someone else happy. Mm-hmm. And I think as I get older, I understand other people's viewpoints more. Not that I didn't before, but I think there's a different understanding, um, understanding and an energy towards it where it yeah. doesn't feel like, well, yeah, we're different, but like, I guess that's fine. And it's annoying, but okay, it is what it is. That's how the world works. Mm-hmm. 
I still kind of have that same like aggression towards it where I'm like, yes, we're different. It's fine. But I also think, yes, we're different. It's fine. And now it's fine with me, Mm -hmm. you know, where I get that you're different, but I can't fault you for that. When I think before I was like, I'm faulting you for that. This is why it's not working. When now I'm like, okay, I see why it's not working, but because I love you so much, I'm willing to make that work. Which comes from a lot of inner peace that you have. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because again, I think the problem with that and what I was faulting with is that I was looking for these people to fix me. Mm-hmm. Being like, I can't fix this, so you need to fix this. And if I still felt upset or I wasn't getting what I needed, I'd be like, you're not the right person for right. me. When no one's going to be that person if you don't do the, the work for yourself mm-hmm. internally. And I think over the years, there's still a lot of work to be done. But over the years, I'm like, oh... Brendan yeah. wasn't responsible for that. Yeah. Kyle wasn't res- responsible for that. But in those moments when you don't know that, you're just going based off of the information you have. And I didn't have all the information. So yeah. looking back, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I would I would hope that I would be a better boyfriend to all those relationships. But again, they were what they were at the time that we were. And things are different. And I wish, you know, you could always say like, I should have go to coulda. Mm-hmm. But I am curious to know how me and Brendan would have worked out because Still to this day, a lot of the qualities that Brendan had and have, I naturally am like, like even thinking about it now, like I'm smiling because I, I enjoyed that relationship so much. Like he was so goofy and so silly and so stupid, but I say that in the best way possible where I woke up and I would just look at him and smile because I was like, damn, you're mine, you Mm -hmm. know? And I want that feeling again. Yeah. Where I'm like, ugh, you're so stupid. I love how stupid you are. Do you know what I mean? Like that feeling of like fuck you're so dumb i love it and i i want that again mm. yeah sounds like you need a puppy <laughs> oh no i think i'm good <laughs> i think i'm good um with all due respect to russell who i'm currently with if if the stars align perfectly i think that there's only one person that i would be open to giving that chance to again and it's ironically edward mm. i think he was the f- Actually, I know he was the first person who I ever fully envisioned a future with. Sure. Where I could, like, I could really see that. Uh Uh-huh. As to before where I said, like, my last relationship before Edward was five and a half or six years before Edward and I started talking. So I was still in that young, like, I don't really have to think about this stuff. And he brought all of that to the forefront for me. So he was the first person who introduced me to the idea of, like, hey, we really have to talk about if we're going to have a family together or if right. we're going to like settle down somewhere, you know? And and for that, I'm so thankful because it brought me to this place of reality where like now in future relationships, I'm like, this is something I really have to think about, you know? And I don't know that I would have without that relationship with him. Um, and I enjoyed being with, like I enjoyed my time with mm-hmm. him. I enjoyed the group of friends that we had in New York mm-hmm. and the things that we would do together in New York. Um, it's just, it, it ended in a way that was sort of in my control, but sort of out of mm-hmm. at that point. Um, yeah. But the rest I'm like, I've come to, I've like come within such a depth of peace with those relationships right. ending and serving their purposes that I'm like, nah, I'm good. Right. And maybe I'll feel the same about Edward in like another couple of years, you know? But I also feel like the beauty of like a relationship like you and Edward um, and like explaining that to a broader sense is that Edward incited something inside of you to make you second guess who you are. Right. Where it was like, maybe I should look for longevity and uh, maybe I'm not in the place where I am that that person. Mm -hmm. And I think I think 
what people forget to do is look at the joy in that when you're walking away from a relationship. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm Because like maybe it didn't work out the way you needed to, but it did work out the way you needed to because now it's setting you up for the next thing, you know? And on the receiving end where you're like, damn, someone's getting the thing, the work that I put in. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like when you see an ex get into a relationship and now that person's reaping all the benefits. I understand why that would be upsetting to you, but also you got to let that shit go. For sure. Because realistically it's like, you're 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 just on the same page right mm-hmm. like you're you learn something from them there's that mutual respect right. and you're in a place now where you realize like like again the edward example is like oh wow i do see longevity yeah it isn't like this is just for fun and i think in my head when i think of gifts from the universe i'm like yes that was a gift for you to experience that emotion with him for during sure. this season in that exact way for you to understand, oh, I received this message. Mm-hmm. And because you're emotionally drawn to it, you know that it was important to you. Yeah. Whether it's pain or happiness, you're like, I want to, that's the direction I need to go or yeah. not go, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at it that way, it's always positive because you're like, yeah, there might be pain, but at least I know I don't need to go towards that direction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with that said, that, that's, that shit still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so just two two questions okay. to wrap this up. The first is, see, it's hard because you talk to Kyle. So, so Brendan, I'm going to say... Just with, in, ask No, questions. I'm going to say with Brendan specifically. Okay, I wanted to okay. narrow this down. Okay, okay. What would you say to your ex or to Brendan now? Okay. About your relationship? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to... <laughs> just kidding. Um, it's funny because you cry like that. I know. Uh, <laughs> it's called acting, sweetie. Mm. Um... If I were to be in front of Brendan right now, I the first thing I think that would fall out of my mouth would be like, I miss you. Mm. Um, and I miss us. And I think that I would say I'm sorry. But I also, the conversation that I would want to go forward is like, I'm not saying these things. I wouldn't say these things in hopes of being like, let me just play this game so I can get you to want me. You right. know what I mean? It, it It comes from a genuine place. Like, I really am sorry that the things happened the way they did or whatever. But I also would want to be like, how can I be a better person going forward? Um, Look at you answering two and one questions. <laughs> that was my next one is, uh, what really? would you ask your ex? Yeah. I would ask my ex, like, how can I be a better boyfriend for mm-hmm. the next, the future? Like, where did I go wrong? Cause again, like I mentioned earlier, like these people know you in a deep sense. Right. And I would want to know, even though it might hurt me, knowing that I hurt them or hurt me knowing that they might not think positively of me, I would still want to hear that feedback because like I live my truth, I tell people what they need to hear, not necessarily what they want to hear. And in mm-hmm. that moment, even though it would be hard for me to receive that, I, I I would truly want to hear like, what, what, what did I do that didn't work for you? Right. Um, Cause even if I agree or disagree with it, at least I know to be a better person. And I think that's like always my goal is to expand expand brian and that's what i would want to know but i also yeah i would want to take ownership of everything that i've done and if he wanted to bring anything up how i've hurt him i would gladly let him do that because mm. i would love to hear that feedback it's kind of like how i had that conversation with my dad um over the podcast you yeah. know like i would want an open conversation like that where the pain is still there yet we we realize and recognize that it's no longer affecting us in that way you might still have an emotion drawn to it but uh, we're open to like exploring it because I think that's really what life is about is like moving forward. Yeah. And I think that would help me move forward. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Um, 
I'm going to speak on Edward specifically. I would say thank you. Just talking in this podcast, it makes me realize how much of an adult he made me yeah. within our relationship. And I am very thankful for that. You look like you're getting emotional. I am a little. Why? I don't know. I really don't know, actually. Um, it's hard to know that like something that was so empowering within yourself came from somebody who is like no longer in your life totally right when like the option for them to be in my life is still there it's not like he died right um and so like that's kind of hard to let go um but i am thankful at the end of the day you know and i think one of the other things that makes me really emotional is not only is he not there but like i never got to close that chapter Mm -hmm. and just for like listener's purpose on top of my romantic relationship ending, I lost one of my best friends last year and I had no closure there either, mm-hmm. you know, again, not to death, but just it, it, our, our paths went different ways. And so it was like two relationships in one year that escaped me and I couldn't control that. And that's really hard to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And I've had to come to terms with it on my own because they didn't allow me to do that. Um, but again, despite all of that, like I am thankful that I'm in a place of acknowledgement now of what I am capable of and what I deserve within a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reflection of my relationship with Edward was so vastly different from any of the ones before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be what I would say to him and what I would ask him uh would be if he could forgive me for the things that I did wrong in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not together now because of his decision, but I know for a fact that when I broke up with him the year prior, that was like really when our relationship cracked. And I, I think it needed to, I don't regret making that decision, but I know that I took that opportunity from what it was to what it became. And Again, I don't know that that was wrong, um, but I know I hurt him in that mm-hmm. a lot because I'm sitting here in the same hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would be like my biggest question is like if he could forgive me. Um, I don't like knowing that people are holding something over the relationship that we had. Mm-hmm. That oh, that has always bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would, it would sort of like bring up peace of mind to me to know that he could yeah yeah well thanks for being vulnerable yeah thanks for listening we'll (laughs) catch you guys next week no kidding yeah um i didn't know that that was gonna make me emotional yeah you know but it's like surprising when you put yourself back and reflect on like Mm -hmm. your emotions because i think the protective self and the internal self is like i feel pain let me fix it and then all of a sudden you like mask it and you throw a bandaid over being like, I'm fine. I'm getting mm-hmm. a new relationship or I'm with my friends or whatever, but you really have to like go deep. And I think that's yeah. what's coming up is just that idea of like, wow, I haven't actually thought about this in a long time. Yeah. And because you're crying, I, I beg to question that you should like investigate that. Cause I don't think it's something where you're like, I miss Edward. I should call him. No, but I think it's something internally where you're like, okay, something is pulling on my heartstrings to the point where like before you say you're at peace with all the past relationships Mm -hmm. and like you're literally at peace where you think about them, you see them, it's okay. But I feel like if you were to see Edward, it would pull something. I don't think it'd be a pull of like I'm attracted or I want to get back, but a pull of like my heart hurts Mm -hmm. for some reason. 
that shows that you're not over it, yeah. but not over it in the sense that you want to get back with them again. But again, there's something there that isn't whole anymore and you need to figure out that crack and not mm-hmm. fix it, but like legit really fix it, fix it. Yeah. You know, um, I do. I truly believe that it comes from the lack of closure from him, but also from both of them. Yeah. In one year, like that really, yeah. that really broke me Especially down. when for you in New York, that friendship and Edward. Those were, were two of my go-tos. Yeah, you're home. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I, and unfortunately, like you leaving New York and leaving that, it almost feels like how would New York had been if that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, all of that. Like it's yeah. that woulda, shoulda, coulda. But I think the only thing going forward and my advice to you as a friend is like, Knowing that, don't let the next situation give you left unanswered answers. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, and that's why, you know, like speaking on my current situation with Russell, that's why I have been so hesitant to even this point, six months down the road, to call him my boyfriend. I And I've been very upfront and honest with him, personally speaking, where I'm like, I'm still moving out of a very deeply rooted situation. Uh-huh. And I need to work through that before I can jump into something with you right and i need to make sure that everything that i'm doing with you is not masking what i'm missing with right because you don't want to become a brian 1.0 right 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 (laughs) where you're looking for this motherfucker to be your everything Mm -hmm. and they didn't sign up for that (laughs) yeah yeah uh but i think that's good insight for you to recognize yeah yeah good for you shane thanks <laughs> like um therapy session over. is over How right do we feel right okay, see you guys next week yes <laughs> but hey this podcast has been therapy for us for years so well not years because we've only been doing it for a year right. but for sure mm-hmm. um let's just round out with in season if you're just tuning in to us in season's just things that we take interest in for the week the month the year mm-hmm. nothing serious um i'll go first for me um this in season i know we keep talking about it but it's finally because i bit the bullet um this in season for me is the 600 hundred dollar stimulus check on top of unemployment because your girl is going on a leave <laughs> i just got approved today to go on a leave um after much internal conversation and consideration i decided to take a leave as well um at first i was like if i have a job i should work it but realistically, with that $600 stimulus on top of the 450 you get in California, I would be making more than what the kind of hours I could receive from actually working. Right. And I'm like, I might as well take the leave, get the money, and then if I get furloughed after September, Figure so it be out. it. Because I, I feel like I have enough resources internally to find another career path. You do. And I'm not scared to do that. Not that that fear was ever you know, on the table. But I think that's where I was like second guessing. My gut was telling me one thing and I was like trying to be like, well, this is what I should do. Right. But you know, you got to go back to your gut because <laughs> my spirit guides apparently are on my side. So I'm like, spirit guides, what's up? What's yes. up, spirit guides? So yes, um, I am taking a leave and I want to say thank you so much to the $600 stimulus on top of the 450 because that will let me live large. <laughs> And fly high, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I love that we don't have to pay rent starting next month now, because you're living large. Okay, we'll ask. We'll ask the um, <laughs> the landlord. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and let me have that conversation. Do you want right. him to pay? Yeah, we gotta have him pay. So landlord says you have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Um, I actually have two this week, but only because they're the same genre. Um, I this is actually one of the reasons that I think I started getting emotional. Um, I started watching Hollywood mm. on Netflix, Mm-mm. which is uh, what I. I believe it's ryan murphy's second project with netflix because he came out with the politician but um i started watching it and it's just the behind the story story Mm. on um gay relationships happening within hollywood and sexual relationships happening within hollywood that were never they were always rumored but never like brought to the forefront because they couldn't be at that Mm -hmm. time um but the way that the show is filmed despite carrying such a heavy storyline is filmed so beautifully and light and airy and colorful and watching it the best way I could describe it uh, for me was you know in Pleasantville when everything's black and white and the mom has an orgasm for the first time and she sees the wallpaper in color I don't know what you're talking about but I can get, I understand the reference okay so I feel like watching the first episode of that I felt in color for the first time mm. in a while I'm not saying yeah. I've never felt this way but I felt like I started seeing things differently right, again right. and it was really nice, but the show's great itself. It's just like igniting these feelings for whatever reasons. Um, so I highly recommend Hollywood. Um, and what else? Oh, <sighs> this one got me emotional, but for other reasons, I started watching last night. We're here on HBO. Mm, I told you. Did you watch the second episode? No. Okay. I won't say anything about it. When you I lost say, your shit, huh? I lost it. I can imagine. I was a mess. Yeah. We are here on HBO. Um, <laughs> another drag show like we love, but three <laughs> RuPaul Drag Race queens, um, Eureka O'Hara, Shangela, Laquifa Watley, and Bob the Drag Queen. They go to small towns around America where LGBT stuff and race and stuff like that is very heavy. It's super conservative. Yeah. And they have like a drag show, but they it's not as campy as like RuPaul's Drag Race. It's, no. it's almost like Queer Eye meets drag meets uh mtv true life yes where it's like you get a sense of who these people are and the need to just be their true authentic self but it's brought out through drag because you realize that your life is all a made-up reality yeah and you can really make up your reality based off of whatever you want to put out there and they finally feel like they can and it's really cool to see these people's journeys from Mm -hmm. the one episode i've seen yeah yeah um i highly recommend it it's a great documentary style show mm-hmm. um i think the first episode is on youtube that's where i saw it oh, okay like hbo posted it to get publicity so people watch that's it. that's smart yeah I, and i think it's only four episodes total oh really it's a, i believe it's like a short i see like limited, series yeah. yeah um but i highly recommend it i just think I it's agree. an all-encompassing show um that really does teach people that everything we do from our day-to-day lives is drag is literal drag it's putting on a show yeah based on the characters that we want to be in the, yeah. in the show in the words of my dad, if a thought isn't helping you, change your thought. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love both of those. Yeah, me too. Um, I actually feel really good about this episode. Me too. Not that I thought it was going to be bad, but, you know, some of these episodes, you're just like, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. But <coughs> bless you. Oh, fuck. Corona. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as we don't always, need guests anymore. Like, this was right? great. 
We don't need guests. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just gonna be us. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everyone's I, like, oh fuck. Oh fuck. I know. Seriously, they're like, no, I'll bring the guests. But as always, you guys, thank you so, so, so much for listening. If you did like this episode or any previous episode, or do you like us, or if you like us or this podcast, the best gift to give us is to share, rate, and review. Um, honestly, if you like. If you want this to be successful for us, those are the things that you need to do to help us out. And we would be forever grateful. So thank you so much. We- I'm not bragging, but I did check recently and we're still at five stars on the iTunes podcast oh! app. And that is great. I'm going to write a bad see. review just to get a little, <laughs> get a little drama. Controversy. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. Yes, thank you. But if you guys would like to reach out to us, you can always reach out to us on our Instagram at Fruit Snacks Pod. And you can also email us at Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com. Um, and as always, thank you guys so, 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 so much for listening. This has been like one of the gifts for us during quarantine season to keep us busy. Yeah. Um, can I insert something right here? Of course. I want to round this out with. All right. And thank you guys so much. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I unplug your mic. Um, I want to round this out with asking you to write in specifically this week. If you've listened to this point, um, whether or not you would be willing to, either help us or help promote us in beginning a Patreon page, which would help Brian and I financially um, uh, make this better this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not to make a living off of it. It would just be to give you guys better content. But Hey, if I buy lunch or coffee with that same money, like, are you like, really so going to get it? it. <laughs> just kidding. Could you imagine? Yeah. Let's be real. I if I got that money, you know, bitches, I'd have another apple tree, an orange tree, <laughs> a fucking queen palm, king palm up in the front yard. I got low quads, cum quads, <laughs> dookie squats, all the above. <laughs> you know, my ass would grow a whole tree farm. But anyways, thank you guys so much. We're done here. Thank you. <laughs> We're just rambling at this point, but we will catch you next week. And as always, thank you guys so, 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 so much. And that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Bye. All right, guys, it is Shane. I'm really harnessing this power play and taking control of the podcast again. So I'm here to give you this week's fruit facts. So the first fruit fact that we wanted to get into was the relationship the two suspects who were arrested in the Ahmad Arbery case had to law enforcement. Um, according to Glynn County Police Report, Gregory McMichael, a former county police officer and investigator with the Brunswick Judicial Circuit District Attorney's Office and his son uh, were the two arrested. So he is tied to law enforcement and that could have played into why it took so long to arrest him. So the second fruit fact that we wanted to get into was about citizens arrest. Um, According to firstcoastnews.com, there are More than 40 states, including Florida and Georgia, that have citizens arrest law. Um, But the one piece of information that uh, they make clear in this article um, is that when making a citizen's arrest, a person may not use more force than is reasonable to make the arrest. Deadly force is limited to self-defense or to instances in which such force is necessary to prevent certain felonies. Um, So there are people who are saying that this will not stand up in court because Ahmad Ahmad Arbery was not doing anything that would have required force. Um, Just to touch on the Patreon uh, 
comment that we made right at the end of the episode. Patreon would allow us to give you guys some exclusive and extensive content um, that would be provided on a donation base. So when we asked if you guys would be supportive of that, we just wanted to know if you'd be interested in any more content that we could make exclusive to people who are helping us pursue bigger dreams within this podcast. That is it for this week's Fruit Facts. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will talk to you next week.